So I've got here some examples of learning by osmosis, simply by being present with me as opposed to something that I specifically taught. And so one of the one of the big lessons in Clear Tai Chi, and I do some specific teaching on this too, uh, some very specific teaching on it at points, is whole body power. So that when you touch somebody in a in a martial way, it is with your whole body, even though your point of contact is small. And if you transfer that force properly, it is your whole body weight that's being transferred, and it's devastating because if I'm touching them with my fingers but it's got my whole almost 200 pounds going into it, then, then they're getting in that very small area, in that very small contact, 200 pounds of power in that place, which will fold somebody up and drop them on. You know, it's, it's really great. It's part of our one-touch knockout stuff. Um, a really great skill, right? And then you want to be able to touch them with any part of your body or any part they touch you and transfer that kind of whatever your weight is times the speed for the momentum that would come from that. And the speed can be slow because 200 pounds, even at a mile an hour is, or, or two miles an hour, or three miles or five miles an hour, which isn't that fast for an arm movement, is still a lot. It's a lot of force being transferred, especially as the PSI increases because of your smaller area of contact like that. The, uh, and so it, it is your whole body weight and it's devastating. And it is hard to properly really teach that. It is teachable but it's hard to teach that and people do take, take a while to wrap their head around it, right? But it is easy to demonstrate it when you have it. And serious students that I've got are picking it up just because of being properly exposed to it and it being used with them a lot of times in the push hands where I'm not putting out any effort in the push hands. You don't see me straining. Um, I'm not pushing into them, but yet um, it's got this, they're you know, they're being lifted off their feet, tossed in the air, um, different kinds of things where it looks unreal and you're going, what's going on? Well, every time I'm touching or trying to move them anywhere, my whole body weight is being applied in that place into them. So I'm able to move really kind of softly and nicely. And yet it's 200 pounds of control at the point of contact going inwards towards them off to a direction. And so they're going to have a response, a physical response to that. That's going to be evident even when it's done gingerly and nice. And Carly, um, Carly, when she's on her game, she has every bit of that going on. And so she's done things to me even fairly recently where she weighs about 60 pounds now. She's 10, um, 60, she might even be 70, but I think she's 60. Um, and she'll touch you and it's like, oh my God, you know, and it's because you're being touched by her entire 60 pounds. And she's been doing, she's done that more of her life than not. Usually babies have this and they lose the ability because she started before she could walk with different games and stuff that I played with her as a, when she was little and, and have kept on with her through the years, um, carefully and playfully and nice and all that. But doing it, she mostly has kept that ability. And when she's on her game, it's there right now. And so it's, it's impressive uh, to be blunt about it. Anyways, and so, but the way I taught her was through the feel method and just being there doing it, not, hey, put your whole body weight in there like this and that and the other thing, even though ideally it can be taught too, but there is a skill being transferred there that's just by being in proximity to it and doing it and doing it. What I find with people who have teachers that can do this and they're not picking up the skill is that they do have to have some way to relate to it verbally, mentally, 
and the teacher isn't providing that. And so, and so there are things that do have to be explained if you're gonna get it to a high level or keep banging your head on the wall. And I've seen people where, again, this is one of those skills they're after for the 20 years. You know, I don't mind making somebody struggle for it for a while if it's something that I think they'll, they'll be better off if they did. But if, if I'm trying to get them the skill and three months later, I've, they've been working at it consistently and they don't have it, I'm just gonna tell you. And then I'm gonna let you go work it and now I'll come back and feel it. And we're still gonna be able to enhance it the other way. But I'm gonna tell you what the skill is because I want you to get it. And if I keep having you guess and, in, and you really have been applying yourself to it and you've been doing that for a couple months or more, you're not gonna pick it up very quickly or easily that way, if ever. And so, and so it's the teaching plus the contact. All right. The other one is, is that a lot of the senior guys, Harry's been the primary person doing this and he's still on the call here. Uh, the other folks had to go for various reasons, um, work and whatnot. The, uh, is Fogung over the internet. And Fogung is our Qigong energy healing method where you learn working in the Wei Qi field to manipulate the energy for healing purposes um, without physically touching the other person. And we do that workshop twice a year. And um, all the senior guys, it's one of, the, one of those things that they have to have to be the senior guys. They have to have the Fogung workshop, that, that, qi, that healing Qigong and have done that. And ideally they've done it a few times and almost everybody has. The, uh, and so of course the teachers know the Fogong, but they've been doing it through the internet, through this medium on live calls with each other and working on that. And, the, uh, and then the energy healing by feeling and manipulating energy through video was not taught as much as I just did it to them and with them. And then, said, and then left them to that. And they went, I wonder if I can do that. I felt that, you know, because they could feel it. And, it. and I actually moved them with it to be, to, just to be direct about it. And then they started working with the skill. And they were very surprised, but they were able to do it. But I didn't teach them that part. I just did it. And because they had the other knowledge of the Fogung, they were able to do it. And Harry's actually been able to take it and go into further things with it. Then what I have taught him at this point is things he's heard me reference or talk about briefly, and he's been able to ask questions. I've been able to answer those questions and take him a little further. But he got part of it through that osmosis, through that because there is a personal connection as opposed to a teaching, and then by his work with it, and then by being able to ask questions about that. I'm going to let him tell you more since it's his experience. Uh, but, uh, and there are other ones, but I wanted to at least put across these two things that are kind of being picked, that are picked up, have, have been picked up, that I've talked to people about in the last couple of days that are senior guys, and there's a bunch more. Um, but it is important so that if you thought about it as just an intellectual pursuit and spoon feed me, and I'll get that. You want that, but it's not just that. It is both things. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about today. And you can get a lot of it directly over the internet if you're being a dedicated student, really practicing and training now, if you're just sitting there taking it in and going, next thing, please, I find people don't pick it up like that. You're not doing it. You're thinking about it. It isn't the same thing. And this is, and even in applying it, a lot of people will go after like the one test knockout stuff and they're like, well, I don't get it. I'm having trouble here. Well, you're thinking about it, but you're not doing it. And thinking it and doing it are not, you know, it's the same thing with the energy work. I'm thinking about doing energy work. That's not doing the energy work. You actually have to do it. Anyway, so Harry, go ahead. Um, I'm going to talk about this for a minute. Okay, well, so I've uh, taken your Fogung uh, training uh, workshop uh, at least eight times now because it's the type of thing you need to repeat and repeat and repeat. 
to keep getting jumps in ability. And one of the things you talk about um, is long distance healing. And I had struggled with in that. In the course, yeah. Yes. In the course, uh, in the first, in that first four level courses, I talk about it, I teach a thing or two for it, but it's brief. That's not the primary thing on the course is working in the way chi field right there where you're at the body and all that. And so I do the other thing because it goes there and I'm introducing it, but I really don't teach a lot more about it at that level. It's, it's a good, it's a good introduction. It's not intended to be a lot more at that because they're beginning workshops for it. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. So I was aware of it and uh, I had tried a little bit um, uh, primarily with Greg, one of our other uh, uh, students and instructors and um, had, didn't have a lot of uh, success. Now, uh, in a private uh, Zoom meeting phone call with some of us that you had a couple of months or so ago, you did a thing where you connected to each of us and you pulled us forward or pushed us uh -huh. And I went, oh, I've got to play with that. Come on. <laughs> so, right after that call, I connect with uh, one of our, my friends and instructors who trains with uh, myself and you, of course, uh, Paul Shansky. And I said, Paul, I got to tell you what he did. And I want to play with this and, and on and on and <laughs> had success. Cool. Okay. But then I had another friend of mine who has some um, uh, healing modalities that he learned from Native American Indian culture uh, is what I understand. I could be off a little bit, but I think that's where he got it. Mm -hmm. And we did that on a Zoom call because we exchange stuff back and forth frequently. Um, while he's not one of your students, it's kind of neat to have that sure. exchange. And it works really yeah. well. So um, he said, well, you've done your Fogong technique on me when I'm here at your place. Why don't you do that now? And I went, huh? <laughs> okay. And he said, you're connected to me. Bring my energy into the room and do it. And wow, uh, I, it took me a, a lot to, uh, to process the whole rest of the day. I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? And, and I could see the energy and it went places that, yeah, perhaps I knew it went there, but hadn't done it myself, hadn't considered doing it myself yet. You hadn't taught me, but it just happened and happened. And so now for the last couple of months, at least two or three times a week, I am connecting with someone, one of our other, one of my own students or one of our other instructors, and we're working it. That's um, part of the reason, just to stop you for a second, you told me that you really started being able to see the energy and you were curious about that. Yes. The amount of it that you're doing like that, that is why that practice for the Fogong, the way that you start, the best way that I've seen that like you start seeing the energy is by putting in that amount of work. It is a byproduct of putting in that amount of work that you start actually just seeing, physically seeing the energy. It's yeah. the normal byproduct. So that's why that's turned up like that. Sure. Primarily. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and you know what? Um, the, the ability to do this um, is, is phenomenal. Um, I, I just, I have one of my students, he's young. I think he's in his thirties and he's in great shape lives in um, upper uh, New York City area, Harlem, I believe. And he was just the victim of a hit and run accident riding his bicycle. Fortunately, he had a helmet on. It was an SUV. He slammed into it. And that was just two days ago. And fortunately, no broken bones, but really, really broken up uh, or, or uh, uh, wrecked up. And so um, I did fogung on him yesterday. And not having all the various methods that you are going to continue teaching us, but I did what I know. And yeah. while we are having this video call, um, he sent me a text. 
I really have to thank you for the Fagung treatment. I felt an improvement immediately, but the difference after I woke up today was truly amazing. I'm still not 100%, of course, but still, and my fiance can't believe it. Um, so to be able to offer someone that That's help, right. Yeah. That's the reason. Wow. And to help ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a healing, it's a healing thing. It can be used martially, but basically we, uh, we really go in an ethical way to not use it that way. And when I tell you it can be used martially, just to, just in case anybody out there is listening to this and going, really, you're going to do this against the MMA guy. I'll tell you this. It's an MT4 skill. It has, you can do healing stuff with it. There's other cool stuff you can do with it. It is an assistant to being able to do self-defense things. But just because you can see energy doesn't mean the guy isn't punching you in the nose while you're seeing that energy. Right. And so your physical body from your hands to your forearms, to your elbows, to your shoulders, to your teeth, any weapon you might have and the other stuff. It's a whole process. When you're fighting for your life, it's use everything. Not I'm going to use empty force and blink, blink, blink and magically things happening. That's bogus. Okay, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you only a fool is going to do that. And the MMA people have proven that again and again. Um, and if you look at, there's one video in particular where a guy was a master that he had the ability to yell with his voice and then trained it to the point where he could, he could physically impact people with his voice. It's a, it is a skill we have in our system as well. But he went up against an MMA guy saying that, you know, there was a challenge thing made and he did this saying, I can, I can do that. And when you watch the video, the MMA guy ends up pounding the crap out of him. But when you watch him, the MMA guy starts from some distance. The guy yells, and you see the MMA guy go, uh, and then he keeps coming. And then he does it again, and the guy goes, uh, and he keeps coming. It is affecting him. But this is a guy that you could punch him, and that is not the end of the fight. He's still coming. You could elbow him, and he's still coming. You can throw a, a tie kick at his leg, and he's still coming you're going to have to fight him and beat him in a full ongoing fight. If this guy is attacking you, if and that's what I meant, if the guy's attacking you, it's not going to be, you did one thing and magically ta-da, into the fight. That's ridiculous. This guy was hardcore MMA to the bone, you know, maybe steroids, a uh, strong, angry guy. And any one thing done a little bit, or even a lot was not going to be enough to just stop that guy. And so it did affect him. So for me, what the, what the empty for that guy with the voice thing, that master was, was supposed to be demonstrating. He did demonstrate it. He just, he just went into the thing thinking, if I get you with my voice, that means I've been successful. And MMA guy went, if I pound you, that means I'm successful. And he did end up getting all the way up to him and then pounded him. Well, Bad contest. Self-defense is not just using one tool. Okay, I'm only going to use this one fist. I won't use my elbows, my knees, my hands, my feet, or my other hand, my feet, my head, my, you know, anything else. That's stupid. And the same thing is true with the empty force. So, so I'm just wanting to make sure that you're very clear on that. That I have used the energy stuff in real attacks that have happened to me. It works fine, but I did not just use that. I used everything at my disposal and the goal was to survive it and get out of it and, and unharmed completely and to do as little of them as I can get away with too. If I can get away and nobody can make contact, great. That's better. If I had to contact them, I'm trying to stop them. I don't want them hurting me and I'm going to use everything at my disposal, whatever that is. And, and each thing I've got is a tool in the arsenal. 
I bring the whole arsenal. It's very stupid to think that one tool in your arsenal, even if you're in a battlefield, if you bring um, a machine gun and you go, I got it covered, I got a machine gun. And they're, and they're a mile away and they're behind metal, like walls. You're not shooting them with the machine gun. You better have some mortars. If you have mortars and they're at 50 feet, you better have some machine guns. It's not just one tool. And anybody trying to use one tool in a real battle, they're, they're anybody, if the other person's really coming for you, really has means and, and desire, they're going to they're gonna get you because, because the one tool is just not enough to cover it. It's just not going to work. And so there are people that try to do empty force like that or say that, and then nobody's been able to demonstrate it. Of course not. Let me see a guy go out where I'm only going to hit you with my right fist. I'm not going to use any other tool. And he goes up against the MMA guy. Let me see him win that fight too. And I can tell you right now, the number of people on the whole planet that might be able to do that is probably like one. And that's if he's lucky. Unless the MMA guy's just crap and not, not, not really a fighter. Different thing. But I'm talking about against a fighter. You, you, got, you, got, you got a guy come up against any fighter <clears throat> and he's only using one tool, one, one kind of way, and not supposed to, supposed to do it. That's just not going to work. And so the same thing is true for MT4. Sorry to go on that rant, but, but uh, you know, this is one of those things that people get very silly about. And for odd, and on both sides of the equation, the ones that don't, it doesn't exist, no matter what you say, it doesn't exist. That's silliness because it's too easy to demonstrate. And the ones on the other side of the table that are empty forces, everything, that's silly too. Um, equally silly. Um, you know, anyway, so enough of that. All right. Um, what got me off on that? I, okay, so anyway, so the empty force. So we're primarily using it for healing, for what certainly for what we're talking about today. Um, now, if you want to be able to have that kind of skill and to, and, to, and to be headed that direction, and you're doing it primarily long distance by video, the ones to start with are the knowing video. It's going to teach you some skill sets that are going to lend itself to how to get to, to, to develop your skill sets in a way that's going to promote towards being able to pick up these other skills by feel, by sight, uh, and the extra things other than what you're being taught along with how to practice and what's being taught. And the video is specifically about the, Ch the Chinese method for doing that to get Ting Jing going on and then Dong Jing, which is the knowing. And then, um, and then we'll get you an address. Matt, did you get an address on that yet? I did. It is at uh, TaiChiKnowing.com. TaiChiKnowing.com. Thank you. And then the keys to internal power, that's how you're going to want your body to be aligned, to be able to do the kinds of skills that we're talking about, and then how to put everything in place so that you have the Tai Chi body and the Tai Chi proper framework for the energy and for the internal power, and, and then get ways to work that and to test that out to make sure that they're correct. And, um, and all those things, and it's going to be those essentials you need for any of it you're doing, including if you're going to work the knowing you've got to have the stuff that's on the keys to internal power that's going to be essential to you having that. And so, um, and that address is? Internalpowerkeys.com. Internalpowerkeys.com. Art, was there anything you wanted to add into any of this, buddy? Um, I, I just said, this is about teaching people and, and picking up knowledge through experience, sort of from uh, initial education where I, when I work with someone, um, 
often say, well, well, here's this process you do and see what, what effects you get from that as opposed to, well, here's what you do and then this is what you get from that. Um, for, for an example, um, that's in, in your book, Qi Energy, um, the uh, bone marrow washing, I introduced this as a concept to, to a person to practice. You know, and I went through explained how to, how to do it. And, and I said, well, you know, it's good for bone marrow and, and a lot of different things, but nothing more specific than that. And, and then he said, well, I, uh, a while later, I, I've been doing this bone marrow washing art. And, and, and then um, I could, and, and I forget exactly what it was, but something of just overall body strength or um, feeling power he had. He, he, got some, he got some benefits out of it that were and, and I can do this. I said, well, okay, great, because that means he's doing it right. And That's right. Realizing results. So it's just um, an example of, you know, as you indicate often, not, not spoon feeding a person, but giving them the, the tools and seeing how it works for them or if they use um, yeah. They use it. So. Yeah, that there, are, there is still a, a spoon feeding all the way up because we're taking people actually to master level and not trying to keep people stuck at a first grade level for 20 years, uh, which is, you know, that's a cultural thing. And we've got video up about why that is and how that is. And people that have been in the art for a long time have seen and experienced plenty of that. And my goal is to flip that on its head. I want, I want, there is a curriculum there. You know, it's not like you stay in the first grade and eventually you're going to be a PhD in physics. It's no, you actually have to go all the way through grade school, go to college, get your master's degree, you know, or your, your, or, and go for your doctorate. And there is a progression. And so there is a progression and all of that at the same time, there's a lot, there's this thing where there's all these other benefits that they're doing the work and work on the stuff and things they get by actually being next to the teacher who has those benefits, or at least having direct interaction, even if it's on video, but being put across like this. The, uh, well, yeah. I was going to say by, by spoon feeding, I meant in, in the sense of, um, not saying, well, okay, you, you, you do this and, and then you get this is, is the benefit from it, sort of just leading them along, but giving them the, the information to work with in the practice. And then when they come back and say, okay, and, and they got this benefit from it, that's just an example that, that they're doing it properly and sure, getting sure. the benefit and it's, it's actually working as opposed to saying, well, yeah, I, I did that and I could do this and yeah, but I'm saying we actually will try to put across the benefits and then when you're teaching people, you know, have at least a list of them, that kind of a thing. Uh, it's kind of like if you start really eating right and you start exercising, there are a lot of other benefits in your life other than you're healthier now, hopefully, you know, that you're, that you're healthier now. But, and then you could list out some of those benefits, but somebody who is actually doing that and following the example of somebody else who's doing that uh, directly they're going to be getting a lot of other benefits that they wouldn't have even realized would have been part of the thing that might not even be thought of as being counted as a benefit because like there's a lot of stuff for me and I know for some of you guys, for you guys too that are on the call that you're getting as benefits for things that um, if you're telling somebody else or they notice that they'd be like, oh man, and you'd be like, oh yeah, I didn't realize that was a thing because it's just part of your life now. Right. And so you get these benefits and these others and or other things you can do where you're going, well, can't everybody do that? I'm talking about when you've been doing it a long time, like I have. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. It's like, well, why can't you do that? Oh, because you're like, you know, 
the, because they're not they're not doing those things that are going to get it and it's just such a part of your life and by being in that culture that way of doing things with those people doing those things it becomes there's all these other extra side benefits that you wouldn't even have thought to have listed as a benefit because it's just a, a natural easy byproduct of doing the practice doing the training doing the duplicating and feeling and, and experiencing um, push hands being an example there's a lot of benefits to push hands and i do try to get lists of them so that people know at the same time a lot of it people you know you kind of gloss the list and then you're going oh man there's these other things that i'm able to do now and i didn't really realize that and it just kind of comes in and so it's not a it's not a holding out kind of a deal i guess is what i'm telling you it's just there's a lot more that comes through because of what's being done which is really what we're kind of talking about Yep. Oh, um, that was um, sort of, you know, one, one example of, of working with people and, and passing along knowledge and um, seeing that it's, it's applied correctly and a person gaining um, wisdom and knowledge and ability sort of just through that without having to um, explain everything to them and, and um, not really knowing that they're getting it, but it's sort of, again, give them um, a process to work with and seeing what rewards they get from it, from applying it correctly. And now a word from our sponsor. What is internal power? Most people only understand external exerting power, which is another way of saying tense muscle strength. Bigger, more tense muscles equal more power. That's external power. Internal power comes from pretty much anything except tensing your muscles. There are many sources of internal power and tapping into them is more of a mind skill than anything else. This is where the phrase mind over matter comes from. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. Students come to me for the mind over muscle secrets of internal power that are hard to find anywhere else. Over the past 40 years, I figured out how to get students on the fast track to effortless power. I created a one-of-a-kind online program that is getting such amazing results for my students that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, anything to add there? Oh, um, boy. I know, uh, I know that I, in your experience early on, there were things that you picked up on because of things that you experienced or saw that weren't really taught to you. And yeah. Then, and then when you got with me, there's other things, again, that you've picked up that have been like you just started doing it and you realized somewhere along the way, I didn't really learn that one. It's just been doing that. So anything that from any of those that specifically stand out to you as something. Well, I, I guess my first one uh, is the most, is the one that just jumps out at me, which was, um, I was sick as a dog. Um, it was, uh, I was, I was actually feeling worse that day in terms of like needing to be up and at them, um, than I did during the coronavirus. It wasn't a fever, but I had a nasty headache and like my nose was dripping and it was, just, I mean, it was bad. And my, and my head was just throbbing. And for whatever reason, we needed to film something that day. And I can't remember why, but I needed to be behind the camera. And so I was sitting there oh. feeling just awful and you were recording and I'm, you know, slumped over in the chair 
And at some point you were standing across the room from me and you kind of, you, you like signaled to me somehow caught my attention that like, I, I should be paying attention to you right now. And you sort of relaxed your whole body and gestured at me like do that. And so I kind of did, I sort of sat up in the chair a little bit and then relaxed, uh, you know, with, with, you know, a little bit better structure than what I was kind of slumped over with. Yeah. Um, and then you, <laughs> I saw you just sort of move your hands in the air, like you sort of twisted them in the air a little bit. But what I felt was my headache. I felt the whole, I felt like the ache of it move. I felt it start to swirl and I felt it almost crystallize where it, where it had been like a, like almost a fluid, it became like harder and then it broke up into pieces and then it shot out the back of my head. And I felt all that go on as I saw, and, and as it shot out the back of my head, I saw you kind of pop your hands in the air, uh, like almost like you were doing a little fogging kind of a thing. Um, and, uh, and I felt the, the energy of it shoot out the back of my head and it was gone. And, uh, and I thought to myself, that was, that's, you know, that was interesting. I could actually feel all of that happening. And, uh, the next time I got a headache, I thought about it and I thought, you know what, I, I bet I could replicate that process with my mind. And I did, and I sort of solidified it a little bit and kind of moved it around and got it to a place and broke it up enough and then shot it out the back. Like you, like you did. <laughs> And it was gone. And I've been able to do that reasonably pretty much ever since. Um, there's certain kinds of headaches I can't do it with as well. But, but for the most part, if I'm sick and I've got a headache like that, I can get rid of it. And I do it pretty lickety split these days, um, which I, you know, I got from just feeling, feeling that action in, happening inside of me. You know, nobody really taught me that particular thing. That's right. Um, you felt it and then you were able to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, and then, uh, and then since then have been able to, uh, because, you know, because that was my first experience with, um, with healing stuff from across the room, I had, I had been to a Fogong seminar already where, you know, we were doing it very up close and in the way chief field and all that, but you were, you were quite a distance away from me and you weren't really moving a whole lot. And I could tell that you were doing it a lot more with your mind. And so that was my first real experience of that. And although I didn't exactly pick up like distance healing, you know, immediately that way, yeah. it did turn on more faculties for me afterwards yes. to have experienced yeah, that's right. that. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> Excellent. Um, to become higher level in the art requires study, practice a high level if you're going to become high level you got to have a high level teacher right and or progressing and or a progressing learning you know some a teacher that's dedicated to learning and is learning um and then that who will share with you right they're not trying to hold out on you and the uh, in any way and then for the art right and then the dedicate and it requires a dedication to being a student first even if you're a teacher, if you ask me which am I more of, a student or a teacher, I'm a student first, and really, really in long term. Uh, and part of that is I'm a teacher when I'm in front of somebody teaching them. I'm a student every day for large parts of the day, ongoing. And so I spend much more time being a student than I do 
as a teacher. Now, sometimes these days, my, my studies are, how do I teach that? And I have to think about that and research that and consider that and run things past people and all that kind of stuff. But I'm still learning. In that case, I'm just learning how to teach. But it's not just that. So don't get me wrong. I, that is not the majority of my time. It's just because I do this professionally. That is a percentage of my time. And then the other part is learning, learning more stuff. So anyway, so a teacher who is dedicated to being a student first. And you in your own studies, if you want to get to high level, you have to be dedicated long, long, long term to being a student first, like lifetime lies uh, the dedicated to being a student first. Learning and researching and practicing and making the art yours. A lot of people hear making the art yours and they start thinking about it in terms of, well, I'll twist this this way and I'll do that that way and I think I'll do this like that. That's not the what the form. <laughs> what's that? I'll change the order of the form. I'll yeah, I'll do this, that, and the other thing. And that's not what's meant by making the art yours. By making it yours, it's that if I'm waving and I'm teaching you how to do waving or jing, any kind of jing, I'm talking about waving jing at the moment, and uh, waving skill for power and for, for explosiveness and for speed and all of that, and you're duplicating what I'm doing as I'm doing it, um, if you're first learning it, that may be what you need to be doing, and it's not yours yet. And at some point, you get the idea of, okay, I need to really do this with it, and it's still not yours yet. And you go and you work and you get some ability and you can do some and that some that you can do is yours, but waving at its highest level or even at its, even it's at an intermediate level isn't yours yet. So you have to work it and work it and refine it and refine it more and more and bigger and smaller and wider and shorter and, and extra, overtly and internally and more and more and more and much more, much more, you know, bigger, like more, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, more, there's amplitude and the other thing anyways, much more refined, fully integrated waving and all this kind of thing. And then you can do it at different times of the day. You can do it at will. You can do it really fast. You can do it really slow, like, like crazy slow. And yet it's still fully properly there that you can do it. Um, while you're doing other activities that you could do it while you're walking, sitting, running, almost running, you know, uh, carefully. Uh, uh, Sipu, we, we actually, in the, what we were talking about earlier with the Fagung connection, yeah. uh, some of us have also practiced spiraling and waving through that connection and being able to feel it, determine it, tell each other what we were doing to validate it. Um, and that was, uh, an interesting so you're saying that you're, you're, you've got your hand out the, uh, on, to, to, to attach to the person's Wei Chi field or spirit. If you're, if you're at that level of understanding it, but most of the time it's going to be Wei Chi field. And then you are the, or you are the person doing the healing. They're receiving the healing. Who is doing the waving? No, not, not for healing technique, just okay. as we would play, uh, or, or practice root drop feeling that while we're attached. Yes. Doing okay. magnetic while or electric while we're attached, yep. feeling the projection of a wave or a spiral into the person. Oh, through the through yes. over the like over yeah okay yeah of course yeah yep. Um, anyway, so then uh, better more and all that and eventually so that the instant you think it you could have it on and going at full tilt 
at speed, at lots of volume, lots of, uh, and fully on, fully, 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 more, 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 more. And that if you start thinking it, that part of your body starts doing it, that you're that attuned to it. Unless you, unless you consciously go, don't do that right now. That just the thought of doing it and you're already there. Now you made it yours. That's making it yours, right? Teaching and sharing, uh, to become high level in the art, you have to teach and share because you're gonna think about it from a very different perspective um, by doing that. Um, is there anything else you can think of that, uh, that I haven't mentioned here in terms of, in terms of to become high level in the art? In terms well, of just, just sticking- In terms of just being a student of it. That sticking case. with the teacher that you have decided as long as it's a good relationship that they really have the goods. As long as they're really I, teaching you. And that yes, kind of too, yeah. I learned, um, you know, I don't want to be too disparaging, but I just got to be honest, you know, I, I, honest, I was at a, a wellness center uh, before the pandemic, of course, teaching Tai Chi, but it was primarily yoga and the mindset of the people uh, attending is Who's got the best Groupon deal this month? It doesn't matter. I'm going to pop into this class or that class or this class. How do you get any depth if you're doing that? You've yeah. So it's great. If it's, it would be, that would be a fine attitude if they were, if they're just going, Oh, I'm going to get in some stretch, a little bit of stretching today. Oh, I'm going to get in a little bit of movement today. Yeah. You know, it's like a stroll in the park kind of a thing, but if they're actually going to learn the deeper parts of the art, that's horrifying. Yeah. They're, they're just not going to be able to normally do it that way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I get that. Cool. Um, anything else, anybody? I will say, Sifu, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't weigh in on this question earlier, um, but uh, for, you know, I, I think my my sort of story and my background sort of speaks for itself. But when you asked before about <laughs> whether or not we would be where we are today. Um, you know, without you and without your instruction, um, you know, for me, the answer is kind of an obvious no, um, because I, I, you know, I looked for 20 years, like actively for, 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 uh, you know, so, something, anything that would help me get to, uh, you know, to, to not, not the level of skill I'm at now, actually like a couple of steps back in the process. Like I, I was, I was really just looking to get from like zero to 20. I didn't realize that's what I was after, but it was hard. It was so hard to find just that. Um, and, and I was doing, you know, training, I was working, I was doing form. I was working on pieces of the puzzle that I had managed to glean. Um, but there's absolutely no way. I mean, when I think about the difference between the, the work that I put in, uh, you know, trying to get these kinds of skills for the first 20 years of my, my real, you know, interest in these arts um, versus what I have gotten out of the last five years. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous how much difference uh, it makes to have that level of instruction and have, have access to it and, and to have somebody who is willing to Sharon, who is not holding back, uh, which is why I spent so long looking for that, and which is why I ultimately moved here when I found it. Um, yeah. And so that's, uh, you know, um, not not everybody has to move, uh, to, you know, to Tennessee to to get this instruction. But um, but I was fortunate enough to be in a position to do that, and so I did because 
because, you know, it really does make that much difference. If it didn't, um, you know, if, it, if this stuff really, if it really was a matter of like, just do the form and you know, it'll magically fall out of the sky or whatever, I guess that might be kind of nice, except that uh, the, what, what the art actually is, is so much more fascinating than that. Um, that I, <laughs> that well, I so we're putting out the video so that way they've got, you know, anybody that's coming to our system like that has the instruction. We're working on making more and more instructors that actually have the skills and obviously being part of our curriculum is look, if you were kind of like some, a lot of times people come to us, they're a teacher already. And if you were in a system where they were all hiding the stuff and you were used to hiding the stuff, you cannot participate as an active member in our system and be doing that. We're not going to, that's not going to be okay. You're going to actually have to teach now. And if they're going, well, wait a minute, if I actually teach, then anybody I've got, they're going to catch up to me like in a couple of years. That means you really only have a couple years information. That's okay. Get to work. Your goal is to become a, you're not, you know, that means you're really not a high level guy. And even if they thought of themselves as being kind of high level as well. And the difference is we're going to, we're going to help you become a true high level guy that it helps hopefully affects and improves your life long-term even if you're not with me studying with me or one of you guys any longer. Um, and so, and that when the students come to you, they're going to really be able to get that skill anyways. And so helping to create more instructors, more of you guys that are out there all over the place so that that way people can come to you and learn. In other words, I do not want this just to stick with me or that you have to be with me. I want the art to spread and grow. And that, that people have this method now for being able to get to the higher level skills and, and uh, doing the higher level skills. And that by being near people, a person or people who are doing those higher level skills, that they're able to not just get what was basically spoon fed and taught, but also then begin to get some of these skills by being in proximity with other people who have skills, you know, and that are having, having the benefits. So all of that. Matt? Yeah. So, oh, okay. Well, yeah. So, so thank you. In other words, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> in yeah, short, um, and yeah. And, and so, yeah, so it, it would not be um, without, without that instruction um, and, and without access to the higher levels, you just don't even know what you're missing. Um, yeah, well, and with, and, and I'm going to go back to the, our word from our sponsor and then knowing video, which is it, what's the address again? TaiChiKnowing.com. TaiChiKnowing.com. It really is a lot of what I'm trying to get across on that video is the process so that you're doing it this at home and you can't get hands on with somebody that you are getting a process for learning and how to get to go through some levels. You're still going to have to have education, right? You're still going to have to do this stuff so that you're hitting first grade, second grade, third grade, fifth grade, eighth grade, 10th grade, 12th grade, uh, college. You're still going to have to get at information, education, but I'm teaching you a process there to get to the point with whatever information it is to that point of knowing, as opposed to just perceiving some. And so that video is really teaching how to go about that in some very specific ways for some fairly high level internal stuff. And then the keys to internal power, you will need those keys in order to make that work properly. Um, and kind of like when you were talking to Matt, when you were talking about me working on you, I had to actually put you in so that you were doing the things that are taught in the internal keys in order to make that energy, to manipulate that energy like that. 
it's not that I couldn't have done it without you being in that position, but it would be a lot harder, right? And so since we were looking to get the best outcome, the keys to internal power, which is at internalpowerkeys.com. Yes, internalpowerkeys.com. Internalpowerkeys.com. That is going to teach you that kind of stuff. And if you do that and then do anything else with us or anybody else with that stuff going on, it will greatly accelerate your process, your progress in, what, in terms of what we're talking about. That's right. The reason I was able to go into that position with him just sort of gesturing at me from across the room was because I had already had that training. And so I knew what he was trying to communicate. If I hadn't had that training yet, there would have had to have been a whole like process there, or we, he would have had to have stepped up his level of healing to compensate for my slouchiness and, you know, misery. <laughs> I'm with you. So the only question I got, the only thing I get left today is a question for the regional organizers. Then we're going to be done with this call for this time. And that is in clear Tai Chi, what skills have you acquired that were not taught to you, but has come out of your studies, practice, and or exposure uh, to me? To me or to one of the other teachers in our system, actually. That's interesting because um, there are skills that I've had that were not really exactly taught to me but where it was clear that, you know, there, there was an expectation that if you practice certain things or you do, you know, you stay on this track long enough, it does go there. Yep. Um, and so it wasn't exactly, uh, you know, taught, taught, but, uh, but it was, it, it, it is a part of the system. It's a known part of the system. And, um, you know, I, I maybe just sort of, discovered it a little bit early. I know that, I know that it will be taught and that it's, you know, that it's a, accounted for. Um, but, uh, but there are a couple of things that, uh, that I have hit on that where it wasn't like we worked on it in a workshop or anything like that, where just by practicing what we do, you, you sort of connect the pieces and you have that sort of, Oh, Oh, I get that. That that's how that works. What anything specific? <laughs> um, uh, there have been too many of those of those kinds of moments along the way for me to really recall um, a good, uh, a really good one. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've got a good one. Um, so, uh, so I had um, at one point, uh, kind of early actually in the push hands, um, in the push hand stuff, um, I, uh, as a joke, Roland, who is a, if you don't know who Roland is, he's a big guy. Um, he, he, he probably, probably weighed over 300 pounds at the time. Um, and he, uh, he, as a joke, he stood behind me, um, and, and kind of braced me, uh, so that, uh, it was really hard for the other guy to move me. <laughs> and, uh, and it was funny and it was in a, a joke. Push, obviously in a push hand session, right? In a push hand session. Yeah. yeah. Um, and playing the internal push hands method, um, you know, the way, the way that we do with the feet, uh, even. Um, mm -hmm. and in a, a very neutral stance, the, the like internal that. push hands, yeah, the internal push hands method. Um, and so, uh, and so obviously I had just a, you know, a ridiculous advantage because, uh, you know, there's this massive guy who's like bracing me. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, it was really hard, uh, for my opponent to move me. Um, and it was kind of comical because he, he was tossing me around before. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was tossing him around, but it was obvious that it was because Roland was right there. Well, then when Roland stepped away, I thought, you know what? I wonder if I couldn't just put an energetic Roland behind me 
and use my mind to recreate the feeling <laughs> of being braced in there like that and use the, the feeling of that energy to, uh, to maintain that stability. And you know what? It worked. It's an e-skill. Yeah, it was. But I, e-level but it was, of training, that's a skill, yes. But it was very early for me where I had not. Yeah, you hadn't, you hadn't had education in that yet, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was one of my more favorite moments was what I, I, I still use that one, actually. I use it on, uh, on Steve Robertson, for those of you who know who he is. <laughs> I, I use that uh, to great effect. I use the energetic Roland is what I, is what I call it. <laughs> funny. I'm going to have to steal that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cause that's what you need. Rolling, standing behind you, helping you out to be stronger on your pushing. Um, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the next thing you know, he'll say, well, I've actually got Roland on one side and George on the other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> George is another very large man. And very, um, uh, art. I'm not sure this is quite the same skill, but for what I've I developed from, your initial um, introduction of the, the concept of, of connection with having the whole body connected um, with alignment and um, whole body breathing, for example, and, and, and doing Tai Chi is that I would, at one, or at one point I realized I could relate this and practice it in my regular life as far as keeping the body connected and, and aligned and, and whatever motion I was doing, for example, um, opening a, a cabinet to get something out and then putting mm-hmm. it back. And I would uh, use the, the, the Tai Chi principles of not just reaching out one body part individually and, and doing the work, but just having the whole body move together. And, and then I found that after doing that for a while, that when I practiced Tai Chi, my, my Tai Chi was more connected. And, and, and what I found that did overall was when I was practicing Tai Chi or push hands, my whole body would become more and more connected. So um, I would just be that much more powerful through practicing connection throughout my life um, as opposed to just when I was uh, practicing the Tai Chi. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Now, if you wanted that for the a good start for that would be the twenty four seven qigong. It's going to help people to kind of get that and apply the qigong into daily life in that way. And so there is some instruction there. But like you say, you're talking about actually getting it with some of the other things going on, where that was kind of coming through and probably hadn't seen the twenty four seven qigong um, at that point. So yeah, absolutely, cool, um, Harry. Uh, well, besides what we already talked about um, earlier in this uh, video where uh, you led me up to a point of a certain point of training and then boom i figured out how to connect uh Mm -hmm. through zoom and using that as the mental construct other than that um some other things um like uh, in person with someone and i suppose at a distance as well um being able to feel their headache and release it inside and make that sort of connection uh is very useful um, and, and that's just something you figured out by doing it one day. You went, hey, I can feel that surprise. And right. And then you figure yeah. out what is going on with their headache. How, what do you need to do to release it and, and take sure. it out And different headaches or different ways? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's because there's enough different kinds of different headaches. 
it's I do teach a couple methods for that in the fogging that you've had, you know, so many times. But then the problem is, is that there's enough different kind of headaches that literally you could do a day easily on just different kinds of headaches. And, and because they're different enough, what you have to do to affect those, in a, you know, to get a positive outcome and, and remove the headache. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, most of the other stuff, kind of like uh, Matt, just knowing um, having enough exposure and, and work and practice with e-skill that I can make stuff up and, oh my gosh, that actually worked. Um, you know, especially when you're dealing with root tricks and things of that sort, um, there's some neat stuff you can do that, uh, I wouldn't, I haven't been taught directly, but it's the yeah. e-skill training that did it. Yeah. The e-skill training that, yes. And, and yeah, the more you begin to learn how to manipulate that, the more you're able to manipulate it in ways that you weren't taught, it just becomes, well, if I can do that, then I ought to be able to do this. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. And that's, that's right. That's part of what we're talking about today. Exactly. Yeah, and when and when you're playing with the jings, especially um, you know at that E level, but uh, but you know, kind of breaching into the jing level where you're working on shapes and and expressions and that kind of stuff, it gets very Green Lanternish. It's almost like any, any <laughs> the limits of your imagination are all that hold you back. And mostly so, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Einstein was big on that idea. Yeah, that's right. Mostly it's your imagination that that uh, holds you back lack of imagination to hold you back the uh okay well uh again uh to get this kind of thing going on the knowing video is going to give you some understanding of how to build in that way for internal power skills to get to the, to get through tingjing and then to the knowing and how and what the process is and how to do some very hands-on things to really get that jump started and, and working for you and that is at you can you can find that video at I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the knowing, knowing. internal power, or the no, no, knowing no. is at Tai Chi knowing.com. Tai Chi knowing.com. And then the keys to internal power, which is all of the body work and the internal alignments that you need in order to really be able to do this well. And, and basically your essential keys, uh, to internal power work and all of that. Um, and then being able to, and then practical exercises to make sure that they're right and working and, and like work and doing things for you. And that is it in, in, and that is at internalpowerkeys.com. That's right. Internalpowerkeys.com. Internalpowerkeys.com. And the, uh, and so definitely avail yourselves of those materials. And I hope that this has been a good discussion for you today and that you got some benefits and some interesting, uh, you know, learned some things and, or enjoyed it. And, um, thank you for listening. And thank you guys for participating and, and helping out today and talking to the folks and um, keep up the great work and, and the teaching and all that. I know that soon here we'll be able to, you'll, we'll all be back to being able to go to classes and teach classes again. And, and uh, we're looking forward to that. And we hope, and we, we know that about a lot of you are too and um, be safe out there. And we'll talk more. And if you have any questions, please get us the emails, put the comments where you see the video posted, asking stuff. If there's something you want us to see us talk about specifically, make sure that you, that you get that across. Um, and uh, more next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And now a word from our sponsor. Everyone knows if you want to be stronger, you need to lift more weights. But what if that wasn't true? What if you didn't need big muscles 
to be powerful. In the martial arts, when the masters got older, they had to stay powerful to keep up with all the young fighters, but they couldn't count on their physical muscularity, their muscles, and strength like that to do the job. What the old masters discovered became known as internal power. And the truth is, even skinny guys can use internal power to push, pull, and lift more than they could before. My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. After over 40 years of continuous study and research, I have put the mind over matter secrets of internal power into a unique online course. I made everything extra simple to follow so even beginners can get concrete results fast. In fact, the results are so good that I have a money back guarantee. Find out more about this incredible program at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you.